What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode 51 of the Size Up by National Fire Radio, because what you do off the job matters. And, you know, I think I've said this before. I know, well, Jeremy and I just recorded. I don't even know when that's coming out or whatever. We always say, like, we just got to hit the record button because the second these things start and you start talking to your guest, you start recording a podcast, essentially. And uh, so my guest today, Kara, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Kara, Kara right? Not Kara. It's Kara. That's Kara. I knew that. And I knew that, but I had did because I'm sure you get Kara. No. Yes. Maybe I do. Yeah. People will, will willfully mispronounce my vowel. Yes, they will. (laughs) And then I like to do it. I like to do, I know. I like to do it back to them though. So just to see like, cause I'm like, this is how it would sound for you. You know, if I was saying your name wrong, it'd be like pipe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's a hard like Kara, Kara, like you could it could go either way, right. kind of like I always get confused. It, it it does confuse me. Yes, well, there is the right way, and then there's Kara, so it's good. And then there's that. So so, but if you said that in a firehouse, they would call you Kara for the rest of your career. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Just to just to annoy me, but you know that's the sign that you're uh, welcome at the firehouse, right? It really is, right? And and it just happened last night. Uh, we have a kid who, uh, I don't know, what's he got now? Six months, seven months. And we were talking about something that happened with him like on his second or third month of being on the job. And he's like, oh, you guys never forget. And we're like, bro, bro, we talk about things that happened 20 years ago when I was a rookie, like they were yesterday. If you think you're (laughs) getting out of what you said that night at dinner, it's never happening, like ever. Oh yeah, yeah. If they're not talking crap about you, then you're not liked. You don't make the chalkboard. You're not liked like that. That's, that's right. To go about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Even in the gentler society. So, so, you know, we, we have a lot of plans here for this podcast and prior to recording now, my dog wants to be really annoying. So stop. Um, we got into some stuff and before we even get into anything personal about you, what you do, how you do it, you're a Disney freak, huh? No, like you, you literally Disney are a Disney freak. freak. You said Let's- that off camera. <laughs> Pretty much, you said you don't want people to know about your Disney freakness, is what you said. I'm pretty sure that's how I heard. I it. like I was already having regrets, and now I have further. Reg- I have additional regrets now. But it's no, okay. Disney's cool. Like I'm a freak. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm into all that stuff. I am. I am not a Disney freak, and actually, this is the God's honest truth. I don't let. La- I do not like Disney World at at all. Okay, I am not that's a, fan. a different. So we can. So let's go right. with the level of right. Disney freakness. Right? I. I have a favorite Disney character because I am a human. All right. So my favorite Disney character is obviously Maleficent because she's the best one. Okay. She's the best, right? We love Maleficent. Heart her all day long. My secret secondary favorite Disney character is Mary Poppins. (laughs) And you go ahead. You can, so I'll let you, how did this come out? Like what, what happens here? We were, Oh my gosh! So years kind of and years ago, me, right? no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. how how I found out this information. I'll let you embarrass me now if I embarrassed you. How you found out about because um, so what this was how we met, right? Like how how we actually like officially met. We were com- conversating back and forth on Instagram uh, about firefighter fitness because obviously that's a big part of who we are as firefighters and sure. people. Um, and then you were at a conference that I was supposed to attend and then could not. And then I saw a picture of you at said conference, not knowing that you were going to be there. And I said, this is just like the time at Disney world that I waited in line to meet Mary Poppins. And I was like right there. And the, and the Disney cast member took her and walked off. <laughs> is that for real? And, like that story? Cause yeah. I didn't have that story at all. I just, threw in the Mary Poppins line at you. Yes, that was the, that was the true story. That is what I said. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, this is like when we would have had the opportunity to finally meet face to face after like all of our conversations and, and everything. And yeah, I was like, that was exactly what happened to me at Disney world. <laughs> okay. So I totally forgot that. I, I was just going to say, oh we, my we're God, setting up our podcast here. And you didn't we, even remember it. No, not 
not a freaking clue like not a flipping freaking mary poppins clue that we i literally I... were trying to set up our cameras here and i was having issues and and Kara was like, how am I? And I'm like, just like Mary Poppins, you're perfect in every way. And she's like, oh my God, that's my favorite character. I didn't know we had a Mary Poppins backstory. Uh, you were referencing our near miss of meeting each other like years ago. I thought one, that's the one, story that you were referencing. And 150%, now- 150%, I was totally referencing that story. well so far this podcast is also no we're not done with being a disney freak yet because that clearly you were at disneyland and you were hurt like that disney disney cast member hurt you who does that so now you have people standing there who walks the character off were you an adult or a child to answer that question i was an adult you were an adult. It's okay. I listen. I was an adult at Disney. So what they do now uh, at Disney, <sighs> because we're a kinder, gentler society, is that like someone you're like in line for the character, and they're like, "Buzz, Buzz has to go and fly." Oh my God! There's a Space Ranger mission. Buzz has to go, and like the guy walks Buzz away, and then you kind of stand there for like a minute or so, and it's like, "Oh my God! Buzz solved his mission," and Buzz comes back out. So it's not like well, this cruel society like you got stuck with. Like you didn't even get another character. Like they didn't bring in like the Dick Van Dyke chimney sweep guy or something. It was just you're screwed. No. Following the trajectory of my life thus far, I was woefully disappointed without any kind of replacement offer. <laughs> yes. That's it. So if you go 100% Disney, what happened. And that was my one time at Disneyland ever. And I was like, like I, so, you know, just that's okay. Never again. What if I had been a three-year-old child? Yeah, see, they don't anymore. It's all it's all set up. It's all controlled. Like the characters, like I remember being a child and going there and like, you know, it's like, oh, my God, there's Mickey Mouse. Let's go meet him. And you got to stand in the line. Now it's like all in climate controlled areas. And, you know, you get like two for the price of one. Like you could get Buzz or Woody in Andy's room. I'm a Toy Story freak. Like I I will admit my own. I was noticing that. I was noticing the Toy Story theme. Yeah, yeah. There's been a Buzz Lightyear in every vehicle I have ever driven because I got Buzz Lightyear like I was a new driver and I got a Happy Meal or whatever they call them at Burger King with a Buzz Lightyear in it. And he's been my co-pilot ever since. It's obviously your lucky charm because here you are. Oh, I don't, I've had some bad crashes, so I don't know if Buzz has helped me <laughs> in the vehicle at all, like to infinity and beyond with his, his stuff or not. But uh, oh. yeah, you know, uh, but so Disney is a big part of my life and it has been clearly, it's a, a sort of a part of yours. Um, and it's one of those things like, because what you do off the job matters. What's wrong with being a Disney freak? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, no, nothing wrong with being a Disney freak. I'm truly not a Disney freak. I do, yeah, Maleficent is my, like, yeah, I've always loved Maleficent ever since, you know, the original Sleeping Beauty came out. Um, and then when um, Angelina Jolie made the live action films, I was just like, oh my gosh, she's so awesome. And I just, you know, the the, the crazy thing about it is I just genuinely love her, her character development because she's presented as being an evil, uh, evil person, but really if you know she's actually a really good person at heart and her just life experiences have shaped her character so i just love maleficent and the whole thing about it i think it's a great i think it's a great um study in humanity especially for young girls so i'm a big maleficent fan i will freely admit that i'm really all done talking about mary poppins with you at this point though really like you know forever See, I don't know about Mary Poppins. There's no way. Like, I'm going to sing songs because I do. So as a, <laughs> as a young child, we watched Mary Poppins. We had on, on VHS, like the big plastic white, like you had to pry it open. Uh, Mary Poppins, like super soft sponge. It wasn't one that we like dubbed or anything like that. We had the real deal VHS. So I watched that one a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, and the cough medicine never tasted good no matter how no I, I mean Julie Julie Andrews though I mean what's classic actress you know that's like just you know the the you gotta if you're into movies at all you gotta watch it you know I gotta I gotta run here hang on I'll be right back because this dog is killing me hold on one second she's killing seven <laughs> hold
All right, I'm back. Sorry for the dead air, everyone. Just the dog. Clarice was, hello, Clarice was not being cooperative. She was good for the last two times I did this, not this time. Someone from, from Mary Poppins just passed away, one of the actresses. Uh, yes, the, at, and I'm terrible because I can't remember her name, but the actress that played the actual mother, she yeah. did pass yes, away. Yes, she did. Yeah. Um, okay, yes. you don't have to talk about Mary, but I'm going to remind you of this story like, every time I see you now. Awesome. Did not yeah, just back to the firehouse bullying. Here we go. Just it's not bring it on. It's because I like you. Like, and <laughs> well, I, like, look, I feel like a. So it gets crazy, right? Because I have met so many people over this thing that I've, these things that I've been involved in, because there's been so many various ones. And it hurts me that you remembered that story and I don't remember it, right? Because I'm like, damn, I should have remembered. That was a good one. Like, but it also could have just been like a fleeting thing. <laughs> thing that I never paid attention to, which I feel even worse about. So you really made me feel bad about how I treat people. No, don't even worry about not meeting me was not important to you and your life story. No worries. You can me to Mary Poppins though. So now I'm hurting here. I'm hurting. <laughs> oh, but it's funny that when you get out there, like when, and, and you included, you know, we're on social media, which is, which is how we met kind of the firefighter fitness thing. Um, we've never gotten to do any firefighter fitness things together, even though I think we've probably tried like five or six times by this point. Um, but that was kind of like, it's a huge springboard for me to have this show and to be able to do all these pretty cool things. I feel like it's the same for you though. Was that kind of your springboard into a bigger fire service world? Yeah, totally unintentionally. Um, a hundred percent of my focus and the focus of my page, um, St. Florian fitness is to, uh, attempt to reduce line of duty deaths due to poor cardiac health. And so that's my whole platform. And um, then I really started to um, meet other people that had the, the same similar kind of goals, which was awesome because I wasn't seeing it as much, you know, locally. Um, so Instagram became a way to really uh, expand my ability to connect with others that had the same kind of ideals about the fire service. And then it sort of uh, evolved into a lot of leadership kind of things. And um, I was fortunate enough to meet lots of different folks that um, expanded my world um, as, a, as a firefighter and um, really educated me a lot uh, on lots of different topics. So it's been, it's been amazing. And I, I think it's an example of social media for good, right? Because there's a lot of negativity surrounding social media and um, there's a lot of bad that can come of it. And for me, it has been an example of how to connect with like-minded people on a broader scale. So that's been, it's been wonderful for me. You know, and, and you know, it's like music to my ears, what you said there with the, or the reduction of cardiac related deaths, because that's what the mission of 555 Fitness was, still is. Yeah. And when Larry, the founder, kind of, we met with nothing in my mind to do with cardiac related death or anything. I just like being fit and thought fitness was fun and like that whole world. And he opened my eyes up to, don't you think if we were just helping firefighters be fit, we may be able to lower this cardiac related death number. And I'm like, right. Seems to make sense. Right. Like why yeah. is everyone talking about this? And at the time, very few people were. And today very few people still are, in my opinion, yeah. because they talk about fitness, but they talk about fitness, not the cardiac end of fitness. And that's a general fitness statement, too, not just for the fire service. Absolutely. And I think that um, part of it, in my experience, because my role in my career side is fire life safety educator and community risk reduction, that's my role in the fire service. So um, I am well aware of kind of the stigma that prevention has for firefighters. Firefighters are not um, necessarily, and it's not really programmed or taught, you know, when you start out in your career, that prevention is valuable or important. And that unfortunately translates into how we're taking care of ourselves. So I think the, the fitness for prevention of cardiac death and the and um, being able to extend the, the lifetime of your work and beyond, you know, being able to have a healthy retirement after the fire service. I think that that all comes directly back to prevention 
And the prevention model is um, sometimes a hard sell for firefighters. Not sexy. It's not sexy. At all. No, it's In not any sexy. Way, shape, and, or form, whatever we're trying to prevent. Right. It's not. And um, in a lot of the lectures and um, presentations that I've been able to give, I uh, my favorite line is that fire prevention is the unseen grab. We're never going to get our names in the paper about it. We're not going to be on the news uh, for the family of five that's waiting outside at their meeting place because they knew about it and practiced it because we taught it and drilled it and went through it with them. That's not going to be reported on. It's not going to be recognized. We're not going to say, hey, we made five saves today when we roll up with the engine and they're already all, all outside. So it's the unseen grab. And, it, you know, it's the exact same thing with, uh, you know, the heart attack that you don't have. You're never going to know about, but it's it's happening, you know? Yeah, 100%. I do see, and I... That's a great line. That actually may be the title, the unseen grab, because I feel like it's going to bring people in. And now we're talking about prevention. I do see something cool on social media for good uh, that the FDNY has been doing really well with their prevention. And especially when it comes to the issues that they're having specific to New York City and e-bike fires and yeah. these e-bike kind of charging, I switch a battery for you type thing um, where they're really making their inspectors like the inspectors found all of this look at what they did you know they're kind of making it sexy for lack of a better term and maybe it is getting to a point that people are seeing it for for what it truly is you know especially the public because the public has no idea right and i think it's extremely important and when you're looking at the uh, emerging threat for lithium ion obviously new york city is seeing a higher concentration of it just because of their demographics and population but it is going to start to be more widespread everywhere and if we're talking about uh which is the common thing for firefighters is reaction time even if you have your station is right next door and you're fully staffed 24 7 those batteries the thermal uh, runaway is tenths of a second so prevention is the most aggressive way to fight those fires. They just, FDM, it just happened this week. I don't know wherever we are in the week, but I just saw one. They had like the camera from inside the plane yes. and the battery yep. just goes ballistic. And within, yep. they said like, oh, we, we sped this video up and the whole place is rolling and there's no yeah. anything. Yeah. And no, there's nothing, you know, and, and then of course, uh, when you're talking about tactics in terms of, um, EV fires and e-bike fires and even, you know, some of our, you, we're not thinking about the personal items that we're carrying like vapes and things like that. Um, think about how many vapes are going into the schools every day. And then you have a school building that has these e-cigarettes and vapes in it. Um, and <clears throat> are the kids using chargers that came with them? Or are they using chargers they got at five below when they lose their chargers, you know? And so, you know, are they using them in charging backpacks? So all of that stuff, you're not going to mitigate it when the fire already started. You're going to have to mitigate it prior. And that's, you know, another form of aggressive tactic, but it's not thought of as an aggressive tactic. For sure. It's one of those things like when you get on the plane and they're like, you have to gate check your bag. Do you have any lithium ion batteries in your bag? We can't put it in the fuselage, but we can put it with you where you're sitting. And I'm like, I don't know, like, what, what, I don't know how this works. Well, and do you know that flight attendants have a bag that they have to put the, if the phone starts to kick off, they have to put it in this fireproof bag with a holding oven mitts. And then in an emergency, a dire emergency, it takes a minimum, wherever you are, of 20 minutes to land. So then the flight attendant has to hold this. Oh, they hold the, the whole, I saw something that they put it in the bag and they were good. They have to, uh, yeah, see. Mm. For 20 minutes, you got to watch that happen. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you better hope. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole new emerging technology for a whole new podcast, right? Yeah. But it's so amazing. Right, yeah. You that. could and do the whole thing. Of, I mean, the tactics on, on lithium-ion are going to continue to come out, and it's fascinating stuff to read. And we should be educating ourselves on it as much as we possibly can. And the public, they need to know too. Like, I think that's yes. a bigger, as it's this, I love that you just keep saying the word emerging because that's what this is, right? Any emerging yes. technology. I mean, I remember I don't know, 12 years ago, I went to a laptop fire and I'm like, how did the laptop catch fire? Like, yeah. what, how is that occurring? You know, and, and it's the same yeah. as like you know, microwaves and things like that when they were new. And as this emerges, we have to learn and that prevention end I personally, again, my opinion, not the opinion of the size up by National Fire Radio, but that <laughs> inspections and prevention 
is growing with this emerging threat because of just the way they have to educate the public and us. Absolutely. It's super important. And even if you just look at fires, you know, these days, you know, back when my dad, he was a lieutenant on the department that I'm on and he, you know, gives me crap all the time about like, oh, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't have turnout gear. We had three quarter boots and raincoats and, and I'm like, yeah, well, your fires were like 10 minutes after the smoke alarm went off. You could still be walking around in there in complete visibility. And nowadays you have two to three minutes after the smoke alarm sounds to get out. And, you know, we're seeing an increase in thermal and inhalation burn injuries from late escapes. And it's because the public doesn't know about smoke alarms and, you know, any of that. And I you do, I'm a youth fire setter intervention specialist, and I'm seeing a huge increase in kids getting burn injuries, experimenting with fire setting behaviors in the five to eight year old age group. And if you look at that, a large part of that is because kids ages five to eight have had minimal to no fire prevention education in the schools due to COVID. I was thinking it was a COVID thing, like, because we don't go to schools because we would go and then COVID happened and we couldn't go. And it's like, I forgot we were there. And yeah, that age age group of kids is now like, oh, you know, they don't know not to play with fire and they don't, you know, that that kind of thing because they didn't get that education. So um, the outcome is you can't argue with the outcome, you know, there it's it's happening and it's there. So, yeah, it's prevention's a it's not sexy, but it's super important. Oh, for, and for sure. And, and trying to make it sexy, just like anything else, just like firefighter fitness. We do have to make it fitness in general. We do have to kind of make it sexy to do because it's not easy. Like, and not no. everyone has fun doing it, right? Like that's right of the problem with fitness. I mean, there are days I don't have fun doing it. And people are like, Pip, that's oh, yeah. impossible. You're Mr. Fitness and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not Mr. Fitness. Like it's 10 degrees in my garage. And some days I walk out there and I'm like, nope. And I turn around and I walk back in the house. And yeah, yeah. It's the whole discipline over motivation thing, right? Because people are like, oh, I can get motivated because it's the first of the year. I can get motivated because I got my CPAP, uh, CPAP coming up or I got, you know, um, or I want to get into academy. So, you know, the, the motivation you can find, it's the discipline that's harder to find. Yeah. And that motivation, you know, like you, you said CPAP, I'm like, what do they need to be? They want to get off the CPAP. That's CPAP. Not, the motivation is to get Sorry. off the CPAP. But like that motivation. I'm just going to have another sip of coffee. <laughs> you asked about my night last night. What were you doing? I'll be okay. Night, right? <laughs> I'm drinking water. You're already on coffee. So mm. you're still on coffee, I should say. Still, and yeah. That, that still motivation on. is lifelong motivation and it changes mm-hmm. because I can tell yeah. you 35 year old me's fitness motivation is very different from 45 year old me's fitness motivation. Yes. Yeah. And I always say it's never too late to start. So if, if you, you know, didn't really work out, you know, pre-academy or when you were starting in the fire service, whether you're career or volunteer, it doesn't matter. However you, you do it in your state, if you only did it when you were first getting in, um, and then you kind of fell off from it, it's not ever too late to restart and improve your cardiovascular health. And there's, you don't have to be doing crazy intense workouts. I mean, CrossFit works for a lot of people. Maybe it doesn't work for you. Start, start where you are and do what you can. You know, if it's um, 20 on the treadmill in three different increments during the day, that's something. And you're making improvements no matter what it is. You know, you, you don't have to go ham on you know your fitness right out of the gate because it's going to be very hard to continue at that level if that's what you're trying to to start at so making reasonable goals is really important too for all stages of life and and with those goals too there is a time like look if you're trying to get hired or you're trying to pass a cpat or you're trying to have a goal whatever that goal may be you need to train for that goal and that intensity yeah. And and when you come to getting hired and passing the CPAD, that intensity needs to be the highest thing ever because you're competing, right? That's your competition. Yeah. Right now, my competition yeah. in my life is me and being able to stay where I'm at. You know what I mean? If I get a little yeah. bit better, I'm a happy camper, but I want to really stay where I'm at and keep this fitness. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like right now, my goal is to try to be, you know, I I do like the, I try to be 1% better every day. You know, can I lift a little heavier? Can I run a little farther? Can I do a few more reps? You know, that's kind of where I'm at, but 
I've been on this journey for probably longer than other people have. So it's not going to be the same. And I think that's so important when you have a social media presence. My goal is not to say you should be like me or I should be like them or, or whatever it is. I am hoping to motivate and inspire people to take their health seriously and do something about their health every single day. Yeah. I mean, that's it, right? Every single day, do something. And that 1% yes. better motto, so many people out there are, are saying it and, and using it, but it is so true, right? Like that yes. if you can make yourself 1% better and you don't even know, you don't even see those gains, right? Like, uh, no. I don't know the last time I've seen a gain, to be honest with you, aside from maybe my weight on the scale, which isn't yeah. like, going in the right way, let's say. <laughs> here in life well, but, like, <laughs> but like i'm still out there doing it right and yeah i need to know that i'm better because i did it and it's not even a hard pill to swallow anymore i'm just happy i get to work out 20 30 minutes a day like yeah whatever it takes is, is really what matters yeah it's hugely important for your physical health as well as your mental health and um, i think that people often miss that connection but, you know, when you are physically healthy and you're working on your body, um, it does help your mindset. Um, obviously, exercise is not the end all be all to improve people's mental health, but it certainly does help because of the way that the body's chemistry works when we do work out. You know, we want to increase those dopamine uh, receptors. We want to be able to um, reduce those cortisol uh, hormones <clears throat> that are kind of dragging you down. We want to help try to get you out of the funk if you live in, you know, like us in the Northeast when the winter gets very long and gray and you're depriving yourself of that vitamin D. You know, all of that, all of that stuff plays into our mental health. So your physical wellness is hugely important. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's audio book recently, and he doesn't use that science end of dopamine levels and cortisol levels and vitamin D and all that. But everything he says is exactly that. You know, he's talking yeah. about that just in Arnold speak and how the overall health and wellness matter. And again, mm -hmm. these were things that I didn't understand 10, 15 years ago. Maybe I thought I understood them, but they mean so much more to me now. So yeah. kind of in that unseen grab, trying to convince these folks that are younger, hey man, just stick with it. Like, just be doing something. Like, I know you worked really hard to get this job. You worked really hard in the academy. Now you're on shift with, with the rest of us. You're still working really hard at all these other things, but make some time for you and fitness, whatever that may be. And however that looks, you still need to make that time. Don't let that slide. Yeah, absolutely. It's a non-negotiable. And that's where the discipline of it comes in. If you make it a non-negotiable as part of your day that you have to do something and just build it into your day, it becomes part of your routine. And then that's where the discipline comes from because it's it's in it's in the books. You're doing it no matter what. I'm a pretty good negotiator, especially with myself. Because <laughs> I win, that's I win no matter yeah. what, right? Like, like yeah. you're the worst negotiator, aren't you, in a way? Uh, I think there's definitely an element of that. Um, I find that I have to, I mean, that's how I get around that. If I put it in there, it's happening, but that doesn't necessarily work for everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I, you, you can, can if you're laying there and, and talking yourself out of it, then yeah, then yeah, it can definitely happen. But if you're like, oh, you know, it's on my, it's on my to-do list. It's got to be done today in some form or fashion. And, you know, give yourself some wiggle room on how you're doing it. If you plan some like huge workout and then you know, you, you, uh, you know, had two fires and eight EMF, obviously you're not going to be able to get in that hour in the gym that you planned it before, but you know, can you like walk, can you do anything? And, and, um, you know, a big part of my life outside of the fire service is nature and trying to get some time actually outside in nature, regardless of, um, weather or season or, or that kind of thing, it's hugely important for me as an individual um, to have some sort of connection with nature. Um, that's just what works for me and helps me to center. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I find my happy place, I find. I like the way you did that there, because we talked about talking about your love of nature and things in this podcast. So I can tell you've hosted we did talk about that. And you did that transition <laughs> right into it, like probably in fear that I'm going to bring up Disney again or something like that. Like you're like, I got to get out to the nature talk now so I can confuse Pip and get him away from Disney. Moving on, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> but it's right, right. And finding those things, <clears throat> like for you, it's getting out in nature. 
right? Like finding your thing is a big part of just surviving life, you know, and especially yeah. doing the, the jobs that we do, having that other thing that can separate you from all of it is so big. It really is. I am actually, and people might be surprised to hear this if they only know me from my Instagram platform, but I'm actually fairly introverted. Um, and so one of the things that I really enjoy, uh, why like nature is so important to me and like going for a hike um, and just getting out in the peace and the quiet where there aren't other people around. The reason that that's so soothing for me is because I do have to spend such a large amount of my time overcoming my own introvertedness <laughs> and um, working with the public very frequently and um, going out and doing, you know, a lot of outreach and, and all of that kind of stuff. That's a huge, that's, that's what I'm doing all day long, you know, every day pretty much. And then, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night, you know, and you know, whatever the, the call is that you have to kind of wake up from a dead sleep and do it again. And so um, that kind of repetitive uh, overcoming of what's hard for you to do can build up a lot of stress in your body. And so um, I've found that if I can get out to the lake for the day and just decompress, obviously in the summer, <laughs> not right now. It's just really cold. Um, you know, just being out on the paddleboard and really just clearing your mind and just listening to the paddle go through the water and just breathing in the, the fresh, clean air and not having to think about what you're going to say next or thinking about how you're going to deal with the situation, just truly taking the time to clear your mind and absorb everything around you has been very cathartic for me um, and very healing. That That is like, it almost is, is like a, it's like a turn on for me and what I want in life, right? I can't get to that stage because I am it's hard. opposite of that kind of an extrovert, I guess you could say, right? And so I want to just a little, just a little bit, <laughs> I guess you could put that out there, right? But like, I want to get out there. I love stand-up paddleboarding on a lake. It's so cool. Yeah. We have a lake in my town, but I look at it mm -hmm. like, I want to go stand-up paddleboarding. So I got to put the paddleboard in the truck. And then I got to drive over to the lake and then I got to park. I got to take the paddleboard out of the truck and then I'll be out there. What am I missing while I'm out here on my own yeah. doing this and the length of time it takes? And I'm like, I want to go to the ocean and do it. That's an even further drive. What am I missing? Mm -hmm. How am I missing all these other things? What am I not doing? And it doesn't allow me to do that. So like kudos yeah. to what you found and, and your ability to do that. I'm still looking for my thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's different for everybody, but you do have to make a conscious effort. I mean, I think that one of the things that's hard for um, probably for everybody, but also for firefighters is when they think about like developing a hobby or developing, you know, something like that. It feels like something else that you have to do, right? You have to learn about it. You have to practice it. You know, if you are um, doing like jujitsu or if you're doing uh, rock climbing or, if, you know, uh, you are joining a trivia group or things like that. You're trying to put effort into it and, and learn something different and turn off that fight or flight and response mode that I think that we all carry with us all the time. Because unfortunately, in the kind of work that we do, you don't know when you're going to have to have that activated. It's just always sort of kind of back there in the background. So you so, end up paddleboarding and saw someone else stand up paddleboarding. I would be like, do, do they look safe? Do they look like they're gonna have a heart attack? Like, are they gonna right. like? Please don't die. Right. Like, while I'm right. Standing. Yeah. This is my peace time, and I'm looking at you, and I'm like, you don't look like you know what you're doing. Where, where's yeah, your, where's your safety vest? <laughs> right. You have to actually actively separate yourself um, in order to enjoy and immerse yourself in the hobby and what you're doing. So it's not something that comes really easily you know, and to try to, you know, uh, quiet that in your body is, is something that you do need to practice. Um, meditation was something that was recommended to me and I, and I tried it and I was a failure at meditating. I was terrible at it. I, I did not I find that. it. I, yeah, I'm a terrible at it. I don't find it enjoyable. It actually, I think has the opposite effect on me that it's too quiet. And then I'm, um, like you, I'm like, 
thinking about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I can't ever get to a state of just meditation, but I mean, it works great for some people. You know, I, I find that if I am actively doing something in nature, it quiets my mind. And, um, it, and the nice thing for me is that it doesn't have to be like a super planned activity. Like, you know, if I am just going, we have tons of amazing hiking trails all over my immediate area. Um, some that I can literally walk to from my home, um, and get on a, a, on a trail. And it's so amazing to me, like the things that I can witness and discover that I don't open myself up to on a daily basis that are literally happening in the world around me. You know, I, I went for a hike this fall and I was just walking along and it was very quiet and still. And for whatever reason, I just looked to my left and I saw a tiny newborn baby fawn with their spots on it, all curled up in like a, a little, little pocket of rushes where the mother deer had obviously left to go, you know, eat or scale the area. I'm sure she was close by, but I was like, man, that is something that is just actively happening around my area all the time that nature is like right here. And I never open myself up to seeing it or noticing it because I'm so focused on what my next task is going to be or what's going to be asked of me. It's so hard to get past that. I And no one's it used it to me that way. No one's ever used like a Bambi reference to put it to me that way. <laughs> Why do you have to say Bambi? It's not yeah. about Disney. It is. About it's Disney. just a deer. They're not all named Bambi. They are. They totally 100% are. No. And they're little fawn no. while their mother's out. Hopefully not. Oh my God. It was the most amazing thing. I was like, oh, you know, and I mean, I can drive by the street right above that park and never know that that's happening because I'm, my mind is focused on what's going to be asked of me. You know, <laughs> if you are immersing yourself in it, you open yourself to new experiences. And you're so open to that. And I'm sure it doesn't just happen, right? Because probably no. when you're out and your your mind is just like mine and, and most of us out there where it's just running and running and running. And then what I find, because I find this in, in running more than anything, because usually when I'm hiking, it's with the boys. So we're always just being boys together. And that's how it goes, <laughs> like how we do things, as my wife says, like you three are just... <laughs> Well, you just can't not, but if I'm out running, shout out, myself, shout out to Mrs. Pip. <laughs> you know, she's, she is just, yeah, it's the easiest way to put it. You know, a, a medic. So, okay. We got this here, but just yesterday uh, <clears throat> was like, Hey, Mrs. Pip. Uh, she started working in the ER again. Um, she's running her own kind of pilot program doing as a palliative care person in the ER um, and a medic was like, hey, Mrs. Pip. And she's like, oh, hey, how are you? And she like texted me and she's like, who is this person? And I'm like, man, I haven't seen that person in a really long time. Like, and she's like, yeah, he's calling me Mrs. Pip. And I said, hi, and we said, hi, and that's how we go. So, you know, shout out to her for what she puts up with, with myself and our two offspring. But I, to get into to more of even that with them, it's hard. But like, if I'm out running, I'll find that at some point, my mind does shut off and I'm just yeah. And the next thing I know, I'm like, how far did I just run? Like, where am I? Like, did I do a mile? Did I do two miles? What have I been thinking about? Because I'm really just totally immersed in that. Um, the same yeah. mid-workout or, or other things. Even sometimes on podcasts, I say this, I look down and be like, man, we're at the 50 minute mark already. I, this was like flew by and I'm thinking we're never going to get there. So I think when you have this hobby or you have something you truly love doing to immerse yourself in, you can shut your mind off as much as you think you're not to do that. Absolutely. And the immersion, you know, like you said, it comes, you have to try some different things, right? And see like what's going to work for you and what's going to get you to that state of like peace and calm where you're actually in a true relaxed state. And it's not going to be the same for everybody. You know, it definitely, definitely is something different for everyone. But, you know, it's so nice to have so many options to try out. And I, I just always encourage people not to you know, give up if the first thing that you tried just because it worked for somebody else, it didn't work for you, you know, try something else because having those kind of immersive experiences in life are so important because it helps us to get to know ourselves and really have confidence in ourselves and recognize our strengths and our weaknesses. And it's a, a whole path that you can go down that sometimes people find very challenging, but it's so worth it and so rewarding. And you're not a failure if it didn't work, you know, like, you, right. like go try jujitsu. And I just had a, a, a medic slash nurse friend who now got her blue belt 
And I didn't really awesome. know she was doing jujitsu, but she's like, I started with a friend. I was like, I'll try this yeah. for a month, like scared out of my mind. I guess the friend didn't make it. And the friend was the one that wanted to try. <laughs> and here she is, whatever, a couple of years later, getting her blue belt type thing. And that's what worked for her. You know, hopefully yeah. her friend found something else to do, whether it be, like you said, join a trivia group, go hiking, stand up paddleboarding, yoga, you name it, man. The mm -hmm. options are there for sure. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And I think like, um, I know so many firefighters that do some sort of like craft, like woodworking or, um, you know, crocheting, knitting, sewing, quilting, like creating something from nothing is also very rewarding and can be a very cathartic and relaxing experience for people. For me, it's not because I am way too self-critical <laughs> and too hard on myself. And if I'm trying to make something and I make one mistake, I'm like, oh, okay, that's done. I'm never doing this again. I'm never so doing creating this again. It's garbage, you know? Um, so that didn't work for me. But there's so many people that make like amazing, beautiful things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what an incredible talent. But their talent also comes from the work that they put into it and the fact that it brings them joy and, and does something for them. Um, and that shows in the, in the end product and the creation that they're doing. Yeah. It's such a big thing for us to be able to create and to, to do something that again, quiets your mind. You know, if you go back a few yeah. episodes and listen uh, to the Robert Paparo episode, he talks about uh, tying uh, flies for fly fishing and yeah. how that was very cathartic for him and quieting his mind. And it was funny when we became friends on Instagram, because uh, we met on Facebook with the same name. And it's like the flying pip. And I'm like, bro, you fly planes? How cool is that? He's like, no, I fly fish and I tie flies. I'm like, oh, not, it's not cool. Like, not cool, man. I don't do those types of things. But that's what right. it is, right? And that creating things, it's kind of like this, like creating a podcast. Like, this is something that really helps keep me focused and keep me excited about something to do, kind of, right? Because that's a big part of it. You have to be excited about what you're doing. Right. And when you're an extrovert, you want to do things, um, you know, in your free time that involve socializing with other people, because that's what speaks to you. And that's what helps you to feel relaxed and in your calm space. Oh, it does. I was unaware of that. Yeah, that's what it's about. Right. That's why, because it's hard for you. What you just said, it's hard for you when you're isolated and trying to do something on your own, you're thinking about other people. So, you know, uh, you know, introverted activities probably aren't going to be what helps you, you know, immerse yourself and be calm. I've actually been thinking about going back to like group fitness uh, a little bit, maybe, <laughs> possibly. Like yes, one day a week. do uh, it. Let me go to do different group fitness than I've done in the past, something to try. Um, but I feel like kind of having that group may be cool again in life like I haven't had it yeah. really like I, I not to say that I don't because I do have these like extended you know crazy internet fitness tribes and I could probably every day find people to work out with online via zoom which is just as fun as almost being there in my opinion but I may right. try something soon there there's something in the works my buddy's trying to get me to go first class is free so why wouldn't I go try this right you know, absolutely. And if it's the bungee fitness, please send video because we all would enjoy watching that go down. <laughs> so my boy, I'm just putting in that plug right now. It's not the bungee fitness, but that could be something good for the video. So yeah. my boys go, my boys play on a travel lacrosse team. So they have winter workouts and, uh, they just started this past Sunday. So I'm there cause it's just easier to stay at the place. And all of a sudden the, these, uh, women came walking through the door and I'm like, what are they doing? Why are they like bouncing when they're walking? Because they had like the ski boots and the springs on their feet. The, the, like, uh, like, uh, like if you had yeah. like the anti-gravity boots or whatever they're called. I, sure. Maybe you know more about that. Yeah. Fitness than I, and, and there were legit like 35 people in that class getting it in, bouncing up and down. And I was watching and I'm like, Hey, I'm happy you guys are out there doing something. It's not for me. Like this is a hundred. Just get out there. I know. Yeah. There's a lot of really fun, like funny crazes that are happening right now. And I'm, they're not for me, but like, absolutely. You go get on with your bad self. I, I think it's great. Bungie but yeah, I, you could start a whole new. 
Lane Fitness. Yep. Um, I think you could start a whole new like venue with your podcast. Like it should be called Pip Tries It and just go out and just do a bunch of unhinged shit and video it. Uh, so let's say that that's all in the works. Like that, Cara, that is all in the works. So I, although Pip's, Pip tries it is is a pretty good name. We've never, we haven't come up with a name for this idea, but name. there are some folks uh, in the back end that are putting a lot of this together that are going to have me trying some interesting, not just fitness crazes, but things. It's what the plan is if I try some things. So I love it. We'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to stay tuned for that for sure. You want to sponsor it? We're looking for sponsors, actively looking for sponsors, <laughs> underwrited, underwriters, <laughs> producers. You never know. But I love the, so I do love like speaking about like the Pip tries it, but there's loads of folks out there on the internet that travel blogs and things too that they're doing. And I think it's so exciting to watch people do that. And I really think it's exciting, you know, you've said this and a few guests have said too that they are truly introverts, you know, and it's interesting because I found them all on social media and yeah. it's a little different where I say I'm an extrovert and we also found each other on social media, but I love it watching people try things for the first time and watching their reaction to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, seeing somebody experience something new is really exciting. I mean, uh, one of the things I, I love, um, I'm a cap, I ser currently serve as captain on my volunteer department. So I'm very involved with um, doing a lot of the training and presenting um, there. And when we have new firefighters that have just come through their initial phase of training and then are coming out to train with us, I love it. I love seeing that. I love seeing their reaction when they try something new and they're, they like didn't think they could do it or they didn't know about it or they've only did it like once in, you know, their um, schooling. And then they they come out and try it like kind of in more of a real realistic scenario. I love it. It's so great. It's so great to see people's reactions to it. And also it can tell you a lot about your people you know, from a leadership standpoint, because you're like, mm, this is where, you know, they're going to struggle because they don't love it. <laughs> you know, we all have those, those parts that we don't love, you know, there's, there's definitely people that are not like super comfortable on uh, in heights and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, I'm going to have to help them overcome this, you know? So it's, it gives you a lot of information when you see somebody try something they've never done before. Yeah. And, and seeing them be successful, you know, I always like, like, that success end of having a new, I mean, we've hired a lot of people recently. So I've, I've, I've had a lot of people in on their first fires, let's just say, because that's who yeah. they are. That's who I work with most of the time is someone who's brand new. And you see that success and you also see all the work that they put into getting there and that the yeah. training divisions put in to get them there. Um, where, you know, my always joke was like, listen, man, you gotta be messed up at the door as fast as me, or I'm going to leave you. And just the way training has evolved over years. Sometimes I'm like, they're like standing there ready. And I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> I got to change my line. <laughs> yeah, why don't you, I don't even use that line anymore. That line has been, that line left a couple of years ago. Let's just say I'm ready to admit that, that their, their reps and their training. Um, what I tell them though, is like, make sure you keep this up. Like you don't want this to slide. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you yeah. don't want it to slide to a point that, you're the slowest. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Definitely never yeah. going to be the Complacency. Yep. Complacency kills. And that I think that's, you know, across the board in the work that you do and in your personal life, you know, I feel like if I went to this, this uh, group fitness class, I would probably very quickly be like, all right, you're my enemy and I need to beat you in fitness because that's the way I am like and I may win I may lose but at least like right now I look over and it's just me like there's I am my own enemy so sometimes that's not the best thing right yeah comparison is the thief of joy <laughs> like full of great quotes like the like the the most introverted like and so <laughs> so to go into your social media a little bit with St. Florian Fitness you know a lot of what we see in social media is people just look at the pictures right mm -hmm. But I love reading how insightful you get in your comments below because it oh, tells so you. much more than just in the picture, right? And you just recently kind of told one about your fitness journey of, you know, being this type of fitness person. And I don't know how far you want to yeah. go and talk about it, but like, I think- Oh yeah, really we can talk insightful. about it. Okay. It's really insightful for folks to see how it changed. One of the things that's important to me is to be um, 
pretty real, you know, um, I don't talk a lot about um, like my personal life on that platform. It's really the, the focus of it, like I said, is to try to inspire and reduce um, um, cardiac line of duty deaths. But I wanna be very transparent about how I got to where I am um, because I did start out, like you said, and, and people can go and, and look at the post, but I was, was I Oh no, we just lost you. Go back. Wait. Are you I agree. And I was in, you know, good. I lost you for a second. Oh, I'm so, in here. Uh, you're here now, but just as you were talking about the, like, <laughs> go and look at the post. You have to start. That oh, one. sorry. Just oh, okay. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I, when I first started out, um, I was basically just a runner. I mean, not just, but that, that was kind of my main like fitness thing that I did. Um, I did some distance running and, um, I, I ran like, you know, a bunch of different races and running was kind of like the only thing that I was really doing. So when I got started in the fire service, I thought that I was going to be all set <laughs> Good to go, when man. it came to, oh, to fitness. Oh. I was like, I, I'm in great cardiovascular shape and I am very healthy. And then, um, you know, it, when I started out with my training and I, I realized both as a female firefighter, um, you know, our body composition is not the same as males. It's just a fact. It's not like bad, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just body, body compositions are different. And so um, my upper body strength was obviously very lacking. And that was something that was extremely concerning for me because I find it, um, I think this is an end results job. So it doesn't matter if you're male or female, um, if you can do the work, but if you truly cannot do the work, you should not be doing it. So I did not personally take any allowances for being female in terms of any of my testing or requirements. I, that wasn't something I was comfortable with. So I quickly realized that I needed to put in a different level of work in order to be um, useful on the job. So <clears throat> I got started, um, I looked for information and resources and that's when I started to make connections um, with like you with 555 Fitness and Firefighter Functional Fitness. Um, you know, their book obviously was a huge, by Jim Moss and Dan Kerrigan, that was a huge, um, a huge turning point for me because I started reading that and learning more about um, functional fitness. And I just kind of dove into it. And what I quickly realized was that I needed to put on some mass in order to gain muscle. Um, yeah, it, that was for me, extremely challenging because of some um, struggles that I've had with body dysmorphia and with, um, just my perception of myself. Um, so putting on mass was a very difficult process for me, uh, but it was very rewarding because it does work. <laughs> it's, you know, you can't really, Magic. the hard thing is you can't, you can't argue with the science of it, you know? Um, but it's how you so look at be, it too, right? You're putting on mass for a purpose, right? Yes. And it's yes. just like some folks, you have to look at it like you're taking off mass for a purpose, right? And that purpose yes. is really important. Your purpose definitely, for mass was really important. Yeah, it goes either way. And so when I was in that, that phase of it, like the bulking phase um, was challenging, uh, especially initially, because when you, I don't know if, you know, if people know too much about bulking or cutting, but when you, when you first start with bulking, um, it's kind of like if you do a dirty bulk, so you're just kind of like eating. <laughs> It's just hard. Just, it's hard. It, it's it hard. hard. It's so hard. Because what people don't, you... realize, people don't realize about like a bulk phase is that you, no matter who you are, and if you're bulking, you have to eat more than your body can physically eat. Easy way to put it. And you're doing it for a purpose and you have to do it in a healthy way. But it, trust, I, I've bulked a couple of times. It's not good. <laughs> it's really hard. It's very hard. And it's very hard, I think, for, I mean, I can't speak to all females, but as a female, it's very difficult because you don't get to really decide where that weight is going. <laughs> it's not exactly heard, going where you, <laughs> you know, it's, so that's a very, that's a big challenge. So then, um, and then I started to uh, focus back into, I, so I was doing like almost no cardio. I mean, I was doing like basic cardio, but not like intensive cardio. So then I moved back into like high intensity interval training and strength training. 
to start to lean out. Um, and I was kind of doing a cross between a bulk and a maintenance at that point. I was just kind of like trying to keep my bulk up. Um, but I, I hit a wall. I struggled with uh, fat loss. I was not making, I plateaued really hard. I had a really long and hard plateau and I tried um, a couple different things. I started working with a trainer and tried to um, uh, adjust my workouts a little bit. I did play with my nutrition a little bit at that time, but that was very challenging because I was still requiring a high amount of calorie intake to continue to gain the muscle mass that I was looking for to make my strength goals, right? Um, you know, I, I really wanted to be able to um, pick things up <laughs> and drag them. Um, you know, most of the firefighters that I work with are, are a lot bigger than I am. I'm, I'm People don't know this from social media unless you've seen some of my pictures, but I'm only 5'1". So, <laughs> which I know, of us. <laughs> I know. Um, I never I like meet the short not... people that I know. I never meet them. I only meet the super tall, like six, five people, met them all. Short people. No, I like to say I'm not short. I'm fun sized. hundred <laughs> percent. That was just, I think it's today. My Facebook message. There was a patch uh, that I was like on social media asking my coworkers, like, do you think they'd let me sew this on my uniform? That says I'm fun sized. That's right. I'm not sad. So, um, that was, that's very challenging for me, you know, so overcoming height, you know, um, we're doing a ton of overhead, overhead work. Um, so really building up your upper body for all the overhead work that firefighters have to do, you know, you know, lifting and everything's up overhead. So, um, so all that was, was very challenging. And then I, I had to do it. I, the only way that worked for me, and this is not the case for everybody. And I don't, I don't promote it as a trainer, but everybody is different. Everybody is different. So I had to end it. I ended up having to really increase my cardio to much more than what I was doing. And at the same time, do a really hard cut, like calorie, calorie deficit wise. And that happens and, in bodies, right? That, that's what you are. Yeah. It's not what everybody's body needs. And it's actually what right. people's body needs, but that's what you found your body needed or whoever you were working with found. Yeah. It's kind of like in a test phase probably to see like, Hey, is this working? Um, yeah. And, and like I said, it was not anything. And it, it, I did um, consult my physician, which I do advocate for. I think it's extremely important. Um, and I wasn't doing that. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a bodybuilder. I don't do any shows. I don't do any like aesthetic, like stuff like this. This was purely to get in the best level of fitness that I wanted to be in for the things that I want to do. So that was my whole goal and focus at that time. But it was, you know, the posts I've done a couple posts now about bulking and cutting. And those posts for me are very raw. They're very hard to post. I sat on that post that I put out yesterday for about three weeks. That's why it's so good though. Like in, in all honesty, right? That's, that's why it's so good. And that work that you're talking about putting in, that you put in for you, for what you need to do for yourself and for the job and those around you and your life overall, that's all the unseen grab. That's a hundred percent, right? Because you're not getting any medals for that. There's no, no, you know, like when I ran the Disney marathon, I got a medal at the end of it. So it wasn't an unseen grant. I have, I have my Mickey mouse marathon medal. Cause I'm that Disney freak. So I had to rotate that back in there too, but no one sees the work that you put in, right? That's the, right. that's the prevention end of this. That's the unsexy end of it that we need to keep promoting. And I think you're doing a great job of it with your platform. Like, especially those raw posts, keep it up no matter how long it takes you. Don't not post. Because someone's getting it, right. Someone out there is reading that. That's not just me. I know there's other people out there reading it and they are. Yeah, that's me. She's me. And I, I get inspired here. I hope so. I hope it resonates with people. I hope that it, um, I hope people see it for what it is, which is the intent is to not draw attention to myself, but draw attention to the need for all of us to live our best lives and be as healthy as that we, that we can be. Um, both, both for the job and for what we're doing outside of it. You rock. Like, I can't thank you enough for this hour. This has been such a fun hour that we finally got. Maybe someday we'll have to work out together. Like someday. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not doing the bungee workout. I'm just going to say you it right now. You want to do the bungee workout? Come on. Not like, doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I think it would be fun. It could be fun. I don't even know. I'm going to have to Google it because I kind of have a picture of what it could be. So like, we'll have to see, but 
Okay. Like it'd be an interesting one for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. So as but you know, thank I, you so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity and I love listening to it. I think it's great. So keep doing what you're doing. You know, I mean, they, we need more of us doing the stuff that we're doing. I, I love it. It's cool watching so many more of us, let's say, like, you know, kind of cut from this cloth. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to be like, you know, I'm here to prevent cardiac related deaths in the fire service. Like, it doesn't have to be your sole <laughs> mission in life, because trust me, it's a really hard one. It's really high plateau to to be at. But, you know, it's just sharing. I feel like that's yeah. my favorite part of this. And, you know, it seems like every time I record with someone new, I always manage to share something new about my life, like my affinity for Buzz Lightyear that I shared in this podcast episode. And it just is what right. it is. It's funny because there's something else going on in, in the background that no one really knows about yet that could have a little bit of a Disney twist in it and excited me when I saw that. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely stay tuned. And and for the, the future upcoming episodes of you know Pip tries it, which could be Pip tries it. To- <laughs> It sounds so I want the first t shirt. I want the first t shirt. No, please, no more t shirts. No more t shirts. No more. I, I can't. I can't do t shirts. I'm a t shirt fanatic. I like, I love it. I have so many. But being a fan of the show, I know you know what's coming next in the, in the size up 10. So are you ready for the, the 10 questions that should go fast and never do? Let's do it. Beach or mountains? Oh, mountains. Oh, I knew that was coming. Night out or night in yet again. it's funny because i don't tailor any of the questions like you would think that i've asked in in the episode i have this all planned out but i don't we just talk and you learn these different things so a good book or a good movie um good movie never go wrong with a good movie i think i say that when people say book too though so all right cross-country road trip who is your celebrity co-pilot oh my celebrity co-pilot uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, definitely. Uh, that's a good. <laughs> Yesterday, you don't even need a radio. <laughs> we watched the Alex Trebek Jeopardy episodes of SNL yesterday <laughs> at work. It's like a bi-monthly uh, thing where we just sit and watch those ones. So, gotta love Will Ferrell. Love it. Yeah. Do you make your bed every day? Yes. Nice. Favorite book or book recommendation, I should say. Uh, my favorite author is an Irish author, and her name is Maeve Binchy. And my favorite book of hers is Circle of Friends. What kind of books are these? I'm just curious. Like, do they take place in Ireland? Um, or? Yeah, they they typically take place in Ireland, and they are pretty much a cast of characters and all of their individual stories, and then all of the individual stories kind of intertwine together, and the character development is excellent. In your head, when you read them, do you read them with an Irish accent? I do. Yeah, I understand. I did that with Harry Potter too. So. And then I realized yeah. Hermione was not the, the way I was pronouncing her name. Hermione. <laughs> yeah, it's, so <laughs> it's so bad. Highways or back roads, which one you taking? Back roads all day. Country road. A bucket list place to visit. Um, I, my family, my great grandparents came from Wales and I have yet to go to Wales. And so I would really like to go back back there to the home country as they say and visit my grandmother has been and my grandparents but i have not been are they from wrexham i have to ask because no no they're not from wrexham they're 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 kind of from the the um like lower uh all i got is wrexham i'm sorry that's all i got so okay all right well i thought we were gonna i thought we were gonna talk about welsh geography for five no not at all i just got wrexham all right team that's my football (laughs) club that i I support speaking of the next question football or football oh football totally football okay so so you don't even really care about wrexham anyway they're playing this the game this weekend all right last one the best advice you could give to your younger self uh, the best advice that I could give to my younger self, um, I would say, don't be afraid to try the things that you want to try, but are afraid of being judged for trying. Amazing. Finn, if you're listening, that was for you, buddy. Finn <laughs> and I had to talk about that a few months back about things that I didn't do because I was afraid because I was afraid of what some other folks may think of me let's say and it's it's yeah. such good advice and and that goes to even for now in adulthood you know what I mean like you want to do something just go out there and try it why not what, yeah what, just what do, do it right? just do it 
like Nike right. said. One life. We got one life. That is it. Listen, Kara, this has been a great hour. I've learned so much more about you. I've, I still feel <laughs> horrible about not knowing the popping story. So I'm going to beat myself up for that for like a week or so, I think. I feel like I was led into a horrible situation because I thought we were talking about the same thing. I'm not that good. Do you give me far too much credit for anything? Because I am not that good. (laughs) Well, I remember, even if you didn't remember. (laughs) Make me feel like a jerk even more. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) It's been great. We have to do this again. We have to get a workout in and and do something going on. But uh, where can everybody find you? You've mentioned that a few times, but let's just knock it out real quick. Yeah, so I have um, a, my Instagram profile is saint.florianfitness, and um, please check me out there for sure. Um, that's pretty much the only platform that I'm currently using, and it's worked really well for me, so check me out on there. Stick with it. Listen, it's the way to go, because when you're on eight gajillion platforms, you don't yeah. can't keep track ain't of no, it. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, not at all. So this has been an awesome chat. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank our sponsors. Obviously, thank Kara for coming on again and just having fun with me. It's, it's You would think we talk way more than we really do after this conversation. <laughs> I know. Like, it's, it's quite interesting. But I find that, too, when you get, again, when you get rolling with someone, you're like, this was great. We have to do this again. So we definitely have to. I'm not just saying that. Absolutely. Happy to. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. So thanks everybody for listening for the size up by national fire radio. This is Pip. And until next time, remember what you do off the job matters. National fire radio.